0: Welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. And this week is no different. We're proud to introduce you episode 115, whoa. Benny Miller, BennyMillerArt.com, Benny MillerArt on Etsy and Instagram. This is a great story, which we do kind of give a little nod to, um, you know, in our post earlier in the week. But uh, a friend of mine over at Cairns uh, Pittsburgh, Cairns PGH, sent me over, you know, a box of brews, kind of you know, a little beer trading, and uh, in there, you know, was uh, the Shoe Brew, which is the brewery in which Benny created some, uh, you know, badass labels for. You know, Robot Wolf, Robot Owl. And there's a few other ones that are coming out soon. We talk about that one in a little bit. Teaser, teaser, teaser. And I was like, damn, this is this is a great can. And I, I think the Billy, when he sent it over, you know, he was doing it. He sent me some ones. He thought I had some dope labels, too. Not to mention, you know, delicious libations inside. And it was awesome. Read on the label. Read on the can. It said Benny Miller art. Looked them up. Harassed them. Bothered them. Shook them down. And then, you know, here we are. Uh, you know, episode 115. And it's fitting because what you'll learn, and if you don't know already, Benny is a school teacher, and it's kind of end of school year for everybody. Graduations are coming up. You know, summer's here, and so you know this week and then, uh, next week we have Drew Mullen, who's another, uh, you know, a school teacher. So two really great artists who are not only making a difference and impact with their art, but are also changing you know you know the future, making an impact for you know for next generations of, of artists and just people in general. I think people who appreciate art. You know, appreciate um, you know things you know of that nature. Who are open-minded? Well, they're not. They don't have to be artists, but I think just makes more uh, well-rounded and you know better people if you're open-minded. Because I think if you're open to the arts, you're more open to you know people being different. You're open to change. You're open to perspective, and I think that just makes you you know look at things differently, you know, literally and figuratively. I will say that if you, I, I'm, I would say I would myself, you know, part business guy, and so I think that having that perspective, having way, unique ways to look at problems, unique perspectives on situations, I think being open to you know music and art and things like improv and collaborations are all really tied to that, and I think it makes me you know a better person. You know, art makes me a better father, makes me a better friend, and it's really uh, it's really important. So I think. You know, wherever you are, however you came to us, I don't know you, but if we we're going to put you in a, you know, a segment, you know, I would think that you're, uh, you know, you're a pretty, pretty awesome person. So you know, give yourself a nice little tap on the back, but also remember those, you know, teachers, those who teach are making an impact, you know, selflessly, usually underpaid, underappreciated, and overworked. So don't give me the bullshit. They get summers off. The amount of time they probably work in a given week is enough to include those summer months and still be working more than they should so and rant that's our, our little bit right there but you know happy summer to all teachers out there working hard making an impact you know inspiring folks and just you know teaching logistics you know shit's important you know knowledge is power the more you know you know, you know you'll know, find your true calling and that's what I think we're, we're finding with a lot of folks here we are being inspired to do better things and even as this project, as we talk to different artists, we're always trying to think of new ways that we can, you know, put things, you know, put things together. Exciting news! We'll be announcing, uh, you know, a piece of merch probably in the next week or two. We'll be announcing uh, the next Doodle or Die. We'll be announcing uh, two events that are happening. One of them is happening in Maine, and one of them is happening in Connecticut. So look for more information about that. And we're even twiddling doodling doodling with the idea of you know maybe a you know rebirth rebrand uh, of the logo so we're just keeping an open mind to the universe and see what comes of that but we got a lot of great things happening we're working with a lot of great people and uh, we thank you for being a part of that this is the 16 ounce canvas 16ozcanvas.com is the website 16ozcanvas streamlined on facebook twitter and instagram we like to keep it simple folks we're not fucking around. So let's get into it. This is episode 115, Benny Miller, BennyMillerArt.com, MillerArt.com, Benny MillerArt on Instagram, Benny MillerArt on Etsy. Benny Miller Art, Benny Miller Art, Benny Miller Art. Say it 15 times fast, clip your heels together, smoke a joint, and see what happens. So here it is, episode 115. Cheers. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast very excited to have with us today checking in for pittsburgh pennsylvania mr benny hill uh, we came to learn of benny through his work he did with shoe brew which is a brewery out there in pittsburgh he's done a couple labels for them he's also a high school art teacher and he is grinding it on the uh on the conference circuit out there he's got some great art you can check out at bennymillerart.com benny Miller Art is the handle on etsy and instagram we're just talking about keeping the branding succinct and so uh thanks so much benny i know we've uh with it being end of the year craziness at school, it's uh, you know we've been bouncing around some ideas and finally able to connect tonight. So I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, thank thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, a friend of mine, um, you know, I was getting some cans. You know, I'd sent some stuff, um, you know, to him and he sent me back some stuff from the Pittsburgh area and I had never seen you know shoe brew and never you know knew anything about it. But you know, I saw your your label. And it was awesome because it had, um, you know, your, your name on the can, which makes my life a lot easier. And, you know, <laughs> and, and f- yeah, a lot of times it's a lot of little extra research, which which can be, you know, uh, depending on the brewery, a little te- uh, tedious. But I was psyched. It was right on the can. So I looked you up and I've just been harassing the shit out of you ever since. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was part of the deal that, you know, I got my name on the can there. So, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of advertisement go a long way <laughs> so it's good it all
0: works out yeah i think it's important and i think that's really that was kind of like one of the earliest you know, things for me a couple there's a lot of breweries that do do that and i think it's just really nice because a, it makes my life a lot easier which is obviously why they do it but it's just it's just nice because it kind of gives a nod to all the hard work you know in a different level of it so uh right on right on to shoe brew for doing that and smart thing on your part yeah i think it's just it's just yeah, nice. Yeah, it's it just 100%. shows yeah it just shows a level of appreciation too
1: yeah, sure. I mean, it's always nice to get credit for something that you've done, and and uh, yeah, I mean, if someone you know can pick up the can and, and they dig what they see on it, it it's just nice that they can kind of find me pretty quickly, and uh, yeah, so it all worked out.
0: Here we are, the culmination, right? It all yeah, here all... we are. <laughs> and uh, with that, I got to give a plug to uh, Cans Pgh Cans of Pittsburgh. It's uh, you know, follow them on Instagram and uh, on Twitter. And that's kind of how we, uh, you know, got to, you know, got to find your work. So, uh, you know, plug over there. Thanks, right a lot. On. Thanks a lot, Billy. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, like I said, we'll get to, you know, you doing some beer you know, labels and stuff later on, but you know, you're, you're, you're a busy man, you know, you're, you're a family guy, you're, you're working on your, your prints and you know, you're, you're teaching high school, which is a whole other craziness in and of itself, you know, but what's the, yeah, you know, this is where you get to talk about yourself benny what's the kind of what's the benny miller story you know how did you you know find your your love and you know passion for art
1: yeah geez so um yeah a big one right the I gate yeah
0: I, yeah. I, yeah, go, yeah go yeah take <laughs> us back man yeah go back in the way back machine yeah. Yeah, it's far back you know, this is yeah we'll go way back yeah
1: um i guess i i you know I, I found a love of comic books when i was like in middle school and that was really the start of everything i i think i uh uh picked up some comic books and just was just blown away by what I was seeing, and uh, you know, just started started drawing a whole bunch from there. You know, while you know when summer hit and kids were like outside playing sports, I was kind of cooped up in my room, um, you know, drawing Iron Man and stuff, and uh, and it just kind of clicked for me. It, it just seemed like a logical thing to be doing. It, it made sense. And uh, and I just loved it, and I just kind of got hooked, and I just uh, I, I kept drawing and kept drawing, and it kind of became my identity. Uh, high school, it, it gave me focus, it, it gave me you know somewhere to go. I was in the art room all day, every day. I was there like four periods a day, and uh, and it just all made sense. Um, I finished up high school, and and I went to I went to Pitt. And, uh, and didn't really know what I was going to do. You know, it's one of those things where there's, you know, that your parents tell you there's no money in art. There's no future to be had. It's, it's a, it's a bad decision, you know, go figure out something else to do. So I I bounced around a whole lot. I was everything from like pre-med to, I don't know, journalism. I mean, I was all over the place and I just kind of finally realized that I, I just, I wasn't really good at anything except for art and I just, I knew I wasn't going to be happy doing anything but art. So I, um I just kind of dove into it and uh, got a degree and then tried to figure out, you know, what the hell I was going to do with just an art degree. Because, you know, un- unless you, I don't know, unless you have like, uh, I kind of liken it to like, to writing music, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of people out there doing it and there's a lot of people that are really good at it. And there's a lot of people that you know are probably technically really good at it, um, uh, but unless you know how to write those really good hooks, uh, you know, people aren't going to buy your stuff, or you know, in music, they're not going to listen to your stuff. So it's the same thing with an artist. If you're not, if you don't have something that that really just grabs everyone, you know. And there's there's a lot of trending artists out there. There's certain styles that people eat up, and so. I think just to make it just as kind of like some sort of freelance artist and, and get out there and just kind of do your thing. It, it's really hard to do it. Not that it's impossible. I mean, people do it, but, uh, I knew for me that wasn't going to be the way to go. I, I, I'm much too concerned about where my next paycheck is going to come from. You know, I'm just a person that likes to know that everything's going to be all right, you know? <laughs> so, um, it was my actually my dad that said, "Hey, why don't you go? Um, why don't you go get a teaching certificate, and then you know you can be an art teacher, and then you can still kind of do your own thing and make your own art, and and uh, you know it still gives you a little bit of wiggle room, and you know you can kind of do your thing." So, I ended up going. I went to a school called Edinburgh, uh, and I got my masters and my teaching certificate. And and uh, was fortunate enough to get hired, kind of right out of the gate there. I know a lot of people have to go and sub for a long time. and uh, and you know, I mean, especially in art, there's people that never find jobs. And I was just super lucky, and I was kind of just in the right place at the right time, and I got a job. and now i've been I've been there for about thirteen years now. yeah, this is thirteen years. And uh, and it's cool and it's nice and it does exactly what, what kind of, you know, my dad had, had said is that it gave me that steady paycheck and it gave me all those good things that you don't think about when you're a kid, healthcare and, and you know, re- retirement stuff and, and all that great stuff. But, you know, more than anything, it it, you know, it really gave me that chance to be, super creative and to continue doing artwork and i and honestly I, I i mean i learned more about art in the first year of teaching it you know than i did in all of the years of going to school it, there's something really about teaching and i know there's that old saying that you know those who can't do teach and you know i, I think i think it's bullshit because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I learned so much in my first year of teaching because what do you don't I guess what you don't realize is that when you're trying to teach someone how to do something that you are familiar with and that you really know, um, and and they don't know that they don't have that set of skills, you have to really kind of step outside yourself and you have to think about, okay, so how would I, you know, how would I approach this if, if I didn't have this um, foundation of knowledge that I have? And, and and what it does is it forces you to start looking at things at a, at a bunch of different angles. Especially when you're trying to teach something to someone and you're explaining it one way and they're just not getting it. And then you got to step back and you got to think about it from like 20 other angles. And so what it does is it it forces you to look at the stuff that you already know, but, but really kind of dive even deeper into it and, and really explore your own understanding of it. Uh, and, and I think for an artist, that's so important because it's not just about like, you know, art isn't, there's not just one aspect there, you there's so many different things involved. There's composition and there's, you know, your line work and understanding shape and shadow and tone and all those things. And, and I think it, in being a teacher it really forced me to, to just have such a deeper understanding of all of that stuff because I had to explain it in so many different ways to so many different people. Um, and so it, it, just, it, it made me so much better. Um, and, and it's been great. And, and I think like, I really, I feel like I've only really just kind of come into my own. I'm 38 years old and, and I feel like maybe just within the past, I don't know, three, four five years, I feel like I've finally become a decent artist. I I feel like it it took that long for me to really kind of learn my craft. And, uh, you know, not that I'm a great artist by any means, but I, I feel finally feel like confident in my ability and it it took all those years of just, you know, a lot of hard work. And and I finally feel like I'm, I kind of have some stable footing under me. Um, And so the past couple of years I've really kind of taken off with a lot of things and and I've really kind of found my artistic voice. Um, You know, I found my, I guess I found my hook, so to speak. And, uh, and so I've been, I've been doing a lot of work. I've been going to a lot of conventions. That's kind of been my big thing here in the past. Oh, I don't even know, maybe a year and a half now. I've been doing um, just a lot of comic book conventions, a lot of like fan conventions Pop cons and that sort of thing, and I've been um, I've been doing really well, and I've been selling a lot of stuff, and I'm really getting my name out there, really spreading the brand, and and, and things have just been really, really awesome.
0: Well, yeah, and so, I, and just as a, as a step back, I think yeah, I think that one of the things I've learned, you know, just being the spouse of, of a teacher is that right? You have all these different kids and who you know have different you have know, some are visual or auditory or, you know, sensory learners and to have to, like you're saying, you're explaining these methods or these processes or these theories, you know, 12 different ways. It makes you kind of appreciate it in a whole new aspect. And, you know, it's really, it's really cool to, to see that you, you have that kind of passion and connection for something that maybe, you know, when you were looking at where you'd be at, you know, at, at this age, you probably didn't, you know, originally when the story was being written, you didn't think you're going to be a teacher, but to to be able to say it's imp- made you better. And then your kids look at you and you have like real life shit, like you're doing it. So like you now, it's not like just theory. You're showing them like, Hey, come the weekends. I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to this convention and I'm selling my stuff and they can kind of follow along in the social media age. It's really, it's really cool, Benny. I think, you know, I, I know that, you know, being a teacher is not always easy, but you know, the fact that a, your, your, your district still has art as a class, you know, And it's important. Yeah, for sure. It's really, yeah. Because you were saying like some people never get a job. Like that's that's a shit that gets cut first because it's not tangible. Art and music and these creative things that really, for many kids, allow them just to be weird and be creative and you know be uncomfortable and you know and it's not you know it's not a finite thing. It's it's really yeah. It's really just. I mean, when I found out you were, uh, you know, a school teacher, I, I've, I was all, I was super psyched. You know, it made me really appreciate what you're doing even more. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
1: All right on, thanks, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's great. I mean, the art room is, uh, you know, I mean, it's a haven. Um, I mean, like I said, when I was in high school, I, I would spend like three or four periods a day, you know, in the art room, and it really gives, um, it gives a lot of kids that need that, that sort of that place of comfort you know it gives them it gives them that it gives them the outlet I mean I feel there are days where I feel like I'm more of a guidance counselor than I am an art teacher <laughs> you know I hear I hear heavy shit a lot from a lot of kids they they come in there and they're comfortable and they, they feel like they can just open up and, and and so you know I mean it definitely gets heavy in my room at times but I, I think that's kind of the beauty of, of art is that it's you know a, you're you're just kind of bearing your soul you're expressing everything and and uh, and that's one of the hard things about like teaching art too, and I, it's it, it's good and it's it's scary, but um, you know you, it, someone comes into an art class and they, and they draw a picture, they paint a picture and it's, and, and everyone sees it you know it's not like it, it's not it's not like a math class or an English class where you're writing a paper and you're taking tests, and, and what you know is strictly between you and the teacher. It's when you come into an art room. You know, you're it's it's visual, so everyone sees, everyone knows exactly where you stand and and, and what you're doing and what you're creating, um, and so it's something that's like immediately out there into the world, um, you know, and that's that's scary for some people, it's comforting for others, um, but it, it definitely creates a, an environment there because you know you're just kind of bearing everything, um, and, and so. You know, I, I kind of feel there are days where where I'm just as much of a counselor as I am an art teacher and and it's cool. Um, and you know, and scary and heavy and and hard and, and rewarding and uh, all those things. But uh, you know it's definitely a good job. and it, and, and it's nothing I ever really imagined. I, I never thought of, never thought I would be a teacher. It was never it was never anything that I was pursuing. Um, it just sort of happens, Um, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that it did. It, it all worked out. It all worked out in the end. And, uh, and, um, I don't know. And yeah, it, it made me better. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Everything worked out the way that it was supposed to.
0: Yeah. And I mean, kids pick up that weight, right? They know like, okay, you know, Mr. Miller's class is a safe spot for me to go. And, you know, and it's okay for me to be my, you know my who i am yeah yeah it's like you you can't tell you can't tell a kid you can't be like hey joey you know uh, you you can i mean obviously you you can give them the the teacher stuff but kids know who the teacher is that's gonna you know run and tell somebody what they said or who trusts them or let's you know or you know whatever that is you know kids are pretty for for being you know for where they are in their development they're pretty they're they're pretty good judge of character
1: yeah, they're very intuitive about that stuff for sure. You know, it's always like it's it's funny because kids, I mean, kids walk into a teacher's class like at the very first day, and and they know they know who they can mess with, they know who they can push, they know what teachers they can get away with stuff, and it's and it's all intuition. It's they might they might have never have seen this teacher, never have had them, but they know hmm. like immediately. You know, and like, even like if there's a sub in the building, they have a sub that they've never, I mean, they they know exactly, it's immediate. They know they can, they can mess with that person or or whether they need to just like, you know, listen to them. Uh, So uh, it's interesting, Um, you know, and I fortunately, uh, you know, I'm in a good place with the kids. I, I don't have any... I rarely have any issues <laughs> with any of them. And, you know, maybe that's part of being the art teacher. It's being that, you know, the, the cool class kids want to come to. But I mean, I always, my the best form of classroom management that, that, um I could ever possibly think of is uh, I bring in, uh, I'm always working on stuff. I always have like my art there. I'm always showing them what I'm doing. And, you know, when I show them like my stuff and show them that like, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching some level of success with it. It's, you know, it's, it's nice because I can just be like, Hey guys, like, you know, listen to what I'm telling you. I, I have visual proof. I know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and it, it really is the best form of classroom management. I mean, when they know that, you know, you're not full of shit and then, then they are much more apt to listen to what you have to say. So, um, and, and kids are excellent, you know, bullshit detectors. So, it, it's all worked out pretty well <laughs>
0: yeah and what i yeah and what i like is if you go to uh benny miller art on instagram one of the things i really like is that for almost all of your pieces and I, is that you show it in three phases you kind of show the original sketch and then kind of like the you know halfway or you know third of the way there and then kind of the final piece so it's yeah. really i mean it's a great i mean obviously it's a great example as a teacher i mean it shows you your process but it, like you're saying about that you know it's the vulnerability of it is pretty wonderful. You know, it's, it's easy to just show show the final piece and, you know, the, it's all cleaned up and, you know, whatever touched up, but, you know, to really see where you, where you, how you got there is, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And I actually, I started doing that on Instagram just because I didn't have that much content. (laughs) I I tend to, I tend to work a little slower. So there were like a lot of artists that I really liked and I would follow And there, there. There were these people that were just posting just like, Unbelievable amounts of work. It was just like prolific, and 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 I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I, (laughs) you know, I just I don't create things that quickly, and I don't know if it's just maybe because like you know I have a family and and a job on top of this stuff. I'm just kind of doing this artwork on the side. So I just started posting all those progress pics, and then thinking like, you know, okay, well at least I'm putting something up on there, and it just sort of kind of became like a pattern, kind of became a thing. And, uh, and you know, I've had a lot of people tell me that they really like to see that whole, the whole process of everything. So I just kind of kept doing it. It just kind of worked and set up the format of my page. And, and uh, yeah, it's kind of neat, I guess. It's fun to show. I think I need to do maybe like some time-lapse videos. I've had some requests to do that sort of stuff show all that but yeah I'm, maybe i'll get there at some point
0: but yeah yeah i, I think it's cool yeah i that. I, I like it because i'm always i'm always a big fan of behind the scenes stuff and so to see you know where it came from and you know is that you usually start with pencil is that is that right i mean what's what is your
1: yeah yeah i i sketch everything i'll sketch it out do just kind of some basic line work in pencil and just kind of you know do outlines and things outline basic areas of black where all the the deepest tones are going to go and and yeah and then i'll just get into pen and i've been primarily working with marker lately i just i i discovered you know copic markers about two years ago um actually a student told me about them i i they weren't really on my radar um and she was like a real big fan of anime and stuff and and i guess they're real big in in the whole anime world um but she was telling me about them and so I picked some up and I started playing around with them and I instantly fell in love with them. I was doing a lot of oil painting prior to that and oil painting is great. I mean, you can get effects with oil paint that you can't get with anything else. It's, it's just, it's really just like, I don't know, the most, I think versatile medium out there, but it, um, you know, requires a lot of time. There's a lot of drying time. Um, oil painting pieces take a while to complete. It's just a lot. So when I kind of started wanting to get into the whole convention thing and I was having ideas to do a lot of this fan art type stuff and I was working with oil paint, it just wasn't feasible because the complete one piece, it just took so long. Um, So I started playing around with these COVID markers and I found that there were a lot of parallels between these markers and, and oil paint because it was all just about, building layers it was about just kind of working from light to dark and just putting base coats down and then just building and building and building and, and it was all about layers and that's all oil paint is it's just building layers so i found that these markers did the same thing you know but without the drying time without the mess without the fumes and i could work i could create a piece um that had that same feel that had that same depth but um just a lot quicker um, and so i just fell in love with them and i been pretty much working exclusively with these markers for like the past two years um and they're just awesome that's awesome i cannot recommend them enough
0: should, yeah i would love to say that you mentioned them we'll get you a sponsorship but um uh, we'll we'll tag we'll tag them in your the, in the post and see what we can do for you but that's always the dream nice. but, yeah <laughs> no no problems but yeah <laughs> And we are back, and we back, and we back, name that tune, features Chance the Rapper and Kanye West, yeah, but anyway, before I go off on another tangent, what do you think folks, Benny's a chill dude, what I really like about this episode, which we didn't mention before, is this one's fresh, super, super fresh, right off the tank, we recorded this earlier in the week. We're getting these teachers, you know, they've been busy, you know, life happens and what have you, and so we recorded this one just a few days ago, so I really like it. It's kind of, you know, fresh, really connected, you know, it was uh, nice to, to make it happen, and you can just, uh, you know, just, there's good energy, good vibes, I'm, you know, digging what, what Benny's doing, I dig his hard work, and, you know, I dig his story, how he came to be a teacher, you know, what he's doing with it. You know, he's kind of uh, touching on, on all, you know, all the spots, you know, he's teaching, He's, uh, you know, he's a, a dad. He's also, you know, he's being honest, you know, about having a job, which is super important, especially, you know, the importance of arts and music and, you know, all that within the, the school system nowadays. And then also on top of it, he's, you know, hustling and grinding, you hitting the, uh, you know, the, the fan art, you know, uh, convention circuit and, uh, you know, doing, doing art that he loves. So it's, uh, it's, really, it's really nice when you get to meet some good, hardworking, genuine people and Mister uh, Mister Benny Miller of BennyMillerArt.com com is no different. Remember, check out ShoeBrew, S H U Brew com. There's some new uh, beers coming out from uh, from them with uh, Benny's work on it. So that's really exciting. It's uh, you know we like to say we tied it together, but we're uh, we're not that synchronistic yet. But we'll uh, we'll try to get there. You know. The, uh, the drink fresh thing, which is kind of, uh, or keep cold, wherever all that stuff is, um, just kind of another classic rant here for you. You know, As you might have saw on the Instagram, we recently had uh, a beer from uh, New Park Brewing, which is one of our you know, favorites here in Connecticut, their blender series, which are uh, fruited kettle sours, which fucking exploded, like, literally all over my dining room. I'm not even trying to be funny. Those pictures, you know, were painful to take. I'll definitely need a you know a new uh, paint paint job. So if you're a Connecticut painter and you definitely would like to you know work together, this is a collaboration. I never thought I'd be pitching. Would love to hear from you. You know we'll pay obviously within with cash, but if you you know we can also include some brews with that. But my whole thought is that you know maybe you're listening to this, you'll learn something. Those beers, all beer cans you get say keep keep cold. So I think that's a moot point, but. If one of these are fruited sour beers, they can explode, and it's fucked up. And I don't agree with it, and it's kind of dangerous. And it could have, you know, could have, you know, my kids were in the room when it happened, and my one kid was covered, and you know, he smelled like blueberries, you know, which you know is okay, but the top of an aluminum can, you know, blowing out, you know, within, within three feet of him, you know, could have been could have been dangerous, and so. I don't know all the logistics behind it. it has to do with, you know, I understand the science of the sugars and the fruit causing, you know, refermentation and then that creates CO2, which causes it to expand inside the, uh, the can, but it's fucking dangerous. I mean, it shouldn't, you know, I, I don't think the average consumer knows that, and I'd be really surprised if most of you listening today, you know, knew that. But that's my rant. Uh, I don't think that when you buy a beer, you should have to get, you know, an instruction manual and know that it has to be at a certain temperature you know, room temperature, you know, it may impact the the flavors and the freshness of it, but not the, it shouldn't be something you're worried about, the volatility of it and what have you. So get in touch, painters. Fun fact, PSA for everybody else. Let's get back into it. Benny Miller, he's doing it. He's, you know, check out his work, BennyMillerArt.com. Some great stuff on there. You know, you got the John Wicks. You got the, you know, the Batmans. You got some of his own stuff, the robot animals, robot wolf, robot Al, uh, which is probably my favorite, I think, is the robot Al. That or the Punisher, but there's just some great pieces over there. Make sure you check out his Etsy store. The prices are fucking—they're—they're—they're they're, they're in the sweet spot. So if you're definitely looking for some fan art, you know Benny's your guy. Tell him AJ sent you. No discount code there, but just you know, just tell him. Just say, hey Benny, AJ sent me. And then just awkward pause it for a bit like that. Just say, hey, hey Benny, AJ told AJ sent me, and just leave it like. Yeah, just just like that that'll be good so you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas episode 115 with my friend teacher extraordinaire Betty Miller let's get back into it part two special summer edition of the 16 ounce canvas now how would you describe you know um, is that was that how you describe it kind of fan art like realism you know it's a lot of sci-fi you know a lot of uh, you know yeah movie stuff a
1: lot of the stuff I'm doing is- yeah, it's like, it's portrait. I'm doing a lot of portrait art because it's a lot of like, but it's, yeah, it's all it's fan art. It's, it's like, you know, it, it's pop culture figures. It's um, like, I just did a John Wick piece. I did like a Catwoman, the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman piece. Um, so it's, you know, it's a lot of popular culture stuff, things from movies, things from, I have a, a real big Game of Thrones collection. Um, you know, people... Um, that are very recognizable, and, and, you know, I try to hit, like, the big popular things, the fan favorites. That's what sells at at conventions. Um, I mean, I have a few more obscure things. I have things that, um, you know, are personal favorites of mine. But the great part of all this, and and really what's so wonderful about, um, like, being... I, like I have a full time job. I'm a teacher. All this art that I'm making is just stuff that I want to make. Like I'm not you know, I'm not beholden to anyone. I don't have to do commission work. I don't have to um, you know, I don't have to like drop family portraits of people. i'm not I'm not making my art to get by. Um I have a job. so every all of my art is completely self-indulgent, which is uh, it's it's really wonderful. <laughs> it's just nice just to be able to just draw what i want to draw and sure i'm certainly conscious of like um you know like i said i try to do things that are you know a little bit more popular um because that's the stuff that sells at conventions but it's also stuff that i like I, I draw characters that i like i draw things from shows and movies that i like um so like like i did like a big trouble in little china piece that you know it's like one of my favorite movies of all time and, and i did it just because i love that movie and, And, uh, and it actually sells pretty well and, and, you know, it's cool. I think that when you really love what you're doing, it, it definitely shows a lot more in the piece. I've done some pieces that were just like things that a lot of people were requesting, um, you know, and they're good, but I feel like they just don't have the same soul as the other stuff has. Um, but that's, what's nice about, you know, that making art isn't my full-time job. So I get to just, I get to be selfish about it. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, the best, the best. (laughs) No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and I'm sure I just had this conversation with someone actually, and I'm sure like if if someone wanted to step in and say, "You know, stop doing this, you can't use this picture. You can't do this." I'm sure they could i'm I'm sure that there are, you know, I don't know, lawyers that could get involved in movie companies, say but but I know, like fan art is such a huge it's such a huge business right now. Conventions. I mean, there are conventions every weekend in every city and in every state. I mean, it's, it's, it's a giant business right now. Um, and fan art is such a giant part of that. And there's people that do like, you know, stuff like I do TV shows and, and uh, movie characters. And there's people that go to these things and do, um, like comic book stuff. Um, you know, but it's all fan art. So it's, you know, we're all creating art based on these characters and, and things that we don't own the rights to. So I'm sure that if someone wanted to get involved, they could, but I think it would be such a massive undertaking because there's so much of it happening right now. I don't know how they could, I don't know how shutting it all down could actually be feasible. Um, But I, I mean, Yes, technically, they probably could do it. I work a lot from like, you know, still shots from like, you know, TV shows and movies. So it's not like I own the rights to that stuff or anything. But I, I mean, I don't know. There's I, I, I actually I attended a, a copyright conference um, a while back. And, and, and it, it is a bit of a gray area because you are taking, you know, technically someone else's property, but you're you're changing it and you're making it your own um so you are altering it. it it's not you know it's not like you're just taking a direct copy of something um so you know I, in all honesty i don't i don't know the the true answer to it but i i don't think that i don't think it's a big issue <laughs> i think there's so much money being made on all of this stuff that i i think it would just kind of be impossible to shut it all down right yeah that's kind of how i look at it too I, 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 yeah i mean again copywriting in, in, in the realm of art is is it's tricky so um yeah i mean i don't uh, yeah i'm right there with you i don't know i i think it's original i think it's different i don't think uh, you know i'm not like I'm not stealing anything so yes yeah, I, I i think we're all good i think i'm in the clear <laughs> Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, I've done, so I've done a lot of, um, there's like, there's a, um, there's a string of conventions in, in the country called Walker Stalker. And they're all, they're like walking dead conventions. And I've done a number of those. I have like, you know, uh, I have a good bit of walking dead art. Um, and I've done a bunch of those conventions and, and those conventions, like all of the actors, from the show go to those conventions and you can like meet everyone from the show and it's like everything there is just walking dead and and you know amc is very aware that these conventions happen they've been happening for you know i think like eight nine ten years um and 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 it's a giant money maker for everyone i know some of those actors walk away from those conventions i've heard they make up words of like you know five hundred thousand dollars at those things just signing autographs and taking pictures with people um but amc is very aware that these things happen and and no one's stepped in to shut anything down so i i don't think that it's like um i don't think anyone's real concerned about people you know doing this kind of art and making money off of the likeness of these people and and the show i think if anything i think it really helps to kind of it's yeah, I mean it, it. It's advertising for them, you know. You get all these people that are making this stuff, and, and people get into it, and then they're buying this artwork. And they, I mean, it's free advertising. Uh, I think it, it actually helps all of these things. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's good, and it's fun to do, and people like it. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Yeah. No, I and it's funny because I, I I just had this conversation with someone too. So um, no, I I don't know. I think it's all good. We're putting our own spins on these things and, and you know doing it out of love of this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like i I would never sell a portrait of someone to like you know, a label or something like putting someone else's face on there. Like if I'm doing artwork for someone, it's gonna be original artwork. you know, like the the pieces that I did for shoe brew were completely original pieces. And, you know, they weren't based off of anything. They were they were my own creation. So and I do a lot of that work, too. I mean, I do a ton of original stuff. I, I love doing that stuff. Um, I really like drawing robots. I've been drawing a lot of robots lately. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's what I did for, for Shubru with the robot wolf and the robot owl. Um, so I did kind of like these hybrid cyborg sort of things. And so, you know, I mean, if it's something like that where you're selling someone something or they're using it for, I, I, yeah, I think you definitely have to be way more aware of of, of the work that you're doing. Um, I would never, I don't think I would ever like you know rip off someone else's work for something like that, or I wouldn't like copy a picture for something like that. I think when you're when you're creating, you know, something for for a label or for someone else's brand, that it needs to be completely original because um, you can get into all kinds of messes with that sort of stuff. Yes. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um so so Zach and Erica who, who run Shoe Brew, they um, you know, they opened this little brew pub um in Zealonopel, which is just north of Pittsburgh. Um, just kinda, you know, started from scratch and started brewing and, and opened this little place and it, it just kind of exploded. It was um they just do really well and so uh they are really close friends with actually the other art teacher in the school that I work at and they, they asked her if she wanted to like, you know, do some artwork for them. And she said, Oh, you know what? That's kind of way more up Benny's alley. He's, he's kind of the illustrator. Um, and so, you know, she kind of passed, passed it along to me and, and asked me if I was interested and I said, yeah, sure. i you know, I can do some of this. So I, I did some like little things for them here and there. Um, and some older pieces before I kind of really had, and this was actually a while ago. I did some stuff for them and, uh, you know, it's kind of not what my stuff is now, but I was just kind of figuring some things out. And so I, I did some like little, little stuff for them here and there. And then, um, you know, we, I guess I was just sort of on their radar just cause I had done some work for them before. And then it was really just kind of super, you know, bizarre coincidence. Um, Zach contacted me out of the blue and he was like, dude, like I'm making a beer called robot wolf IPA. And I saw your robot wolf and I have to have it. So that wolf wasn't even really for the beer can. It wasn't for the label. I just, uh, you know, I just, like I said, I got into drawing robots for a while. (laughs) I just uh, drew this robot wolf and, and was just really happy with it. And, and, uh, and he just saw it. I put, I, posted it on Instagram and he kind of just stumbled across it and said, that he wanted it. It was perfect. And then that kind of led into the whole uh, thing. Now he, he loved my robot Al. So he did that. And, and I'm actually going to start working on a B for them soon. He wants a robot B. So that one I'll, I'll make, you know, specifically for them. But um, you know, the other ones I had already completed and, and he just kind of grabbed them up and, and used them. So it actually worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah, I love robots. It's fun to draw robots. robots and animals mixed together is super badass, so it's cool. It's fun to do. So, so yeah, it totally works out. So if he wants more, I'll be happy to draw him all the, you know, cyborg animals that he wants. Yeah. He, so um, yeah, it, uh, he, you know, these pieces, I don't know. It, it always varies. Um, it, it, it's like, I can, I can do a portrait pretty quickly. I'm I'm at the point where I've done so many portraits that I, you know, I can probably get one done in in anywhere from like four days to, you know, maybe a week depending um, something like that is it's a, you know, it's a little bit more complex because I have to, you know, I'll like, research a bunch of pictures of bees and kind of really try to learn the anatomy of the bee and the shape and everything. And then I have to figure out like, you know, what it looks like in flight or different positions. So it's a lot of just, you know, sketching out bees in different positions and from different angles. And then, you know, once I kind of finally set on an angle, then it's figuring out how to work in the robotics and everything. So, you know, something, something like that takes a good bit longer. Um, but you know, school's out here in a week, and uh I can kind of put my nose to the grindstone, and I can probably I can probably get it done in you know anywhere from i don't know a week to two weeks, maybe less if i if I really like what I'm doing so yeah it's it's just kind of figuring out when they want to release it by, how long it takes to get the label all done, and you know it's just a little bit of planning, but um. Nothing too bad. I put the kids to bed and then I, you know, crack a few beers and just draw and uh yeah, life's good, man. Summertime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the fun part about that, is just kind of figuring out how to incorporate everything. And it's just I don't know, I mean that's that's the fun part of art is you just you kind of you're kind of a god. You just sit down <laughs> in front of your sketchpad and you just create whatever you want and it's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very fortunate. I mean, that's I think what every artist hopes for is that they can, you know, just kind of find their own little niche and uh, and just kind of really tune into it and 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 just create what they love. And and I kind of kind of found that and and um, you know, getting paid for it too. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh um I don't know what have I been drinking lately. I've uh I've actually been drinking a lot of whiskey lately. <laughs> uh but but uh I don't know. I mean I love beers. I yeah, I, I mean I I'm, I love I mean I love everything. I like pale ales, uh I'm an IPA fan. Um I don't know if there's anything in particular lately that's really been uh Really been standing out above everything else. I'm I'm a big variety pack guy. I love I just love a little bit of everything. So I I don't know. I mean, my go-to is I would say my go-to is probably Dale's Pale Ale. is That's that's like my gold standard. I think. Um, so when all else fails, I'll I'll grab one of those. But I have a we have a nice little big fridge in our living room that's always stocked full of beers, and, and there's always a very nice selection in there. We, we try to keep it very colorful. (laughs) You know what? I, it was actually kind of funny. I I went into, um, I I walked into, um, our, our local grocery store and they have like a little, you know, beer cafe. And so it was a Friday and I like went in to get, beers and I like walk over to the, the cooler and like sitting right there in front of me was my robot wolf and I was like holy shit I was so excited I like, pulled out my phone and I like filmed it and it was just like really cool just to walk in there and just like see my artwork there so I'm like standing there and I'm like kind of looking around for beer and I and I actually wasn't buying one because they were really expensive <laughs> and I was like I, I'd really like that you know they they sold in they're like the tall boy four packs um but they're just they're pricey for that because they're like a they're like a you know very super limited release and i was like it would be cool to buy these but i just need some beer right now and you know i can come back and buy them later whatever so i was like just kind of walking around and looking for beer and this guy's like looking and he's like in the cooler and he's kind of looking and i see him looking at like the shoe brew beers and then he calls the the dude working there over and he's like, Hey, let me ask you some questions And he pulls out the robot wolf IPA. And he's asking him questions about that beer. And I just like having to be there and I just kind of sauntered over and I, (laughs) and I was like, yo, I drew that label. And the dude was like, no way. And he's like, I feel like that's a sign I'm buying this. And he like, grabbed a bunch and it was super cool. And then I was like behind the guy at checkout who had just bought, you know, all the robot wolves. And, uh, and the guy at the counter was like dude that's awesome you drew that have you tasted it yet and i'm like no i I haven't even had any." And the guy that bought a bunch of beer just ripped one off and handed it to me and he's like well here you go thanks for you know thanks for the the good work (laughs) so that was that's the only can that i have it was like just from some random guy that was buying it at the grocery store and he handed me a can so maybe i should like get on shoe brew for you know to send me a, a couple more cans of them so i have some collections but <laughs> i don't have any of the robot wolf i i should probably get some of those <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, uh, I'm really into the 1975 right now. I love this whole eighties revival. I just, I, I love the eighties so much. And I love that there's all these like bands out now that are just killing it with this like eighties stuff. I I just think it's so rad. Um, so I'm really into the 1975 right now. Um, Silver Sun pickups are, Again, and that's like a throwback. They're kind of they're very grungy. They're, it's a kind of throwback to the '90s. So I'm really into all this. Like, I mean, I guess that's what music does. It just sort of you know recycles and same thing as with fashion and even kind of like art styles. You, you see a lot of these cycles happening. Um, but I, I love the whole '80s revival thing happening right now. I love synthesizers and I I just love I don't know. I love the weird. 80 sounds but 1975 is doing a great job at killing it and uh, yeah Silver Sun pickups uh, I love those guys they just they rock out and I just they just kind of have a weird grungy feel to them and it's it's perfect it's perfect
0: awesome right? perfect perfect. yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of an
1: uh, yeah I guess like you know alternative rock kind of I'm a big serious XM listener I love Alt Nation
0: yeah yeah, it's been a good yeah we. We made that yeah, came with I think we got it you know when I got our new our new car it came with it and then we fell in love with it again yeah, I used to have it back in the day for Stern and then I kind of stopped using it because it it wasn't as integrated and you know it's wires when you first, I first got it and it was just a pain in the ass to to make it work and now it's, yeah now it's so easy so yeah we have it and yeah I couldn't be without it you know
1: when, no I I couldn't survive without it yeah. I mean, if I'm not listening to music, I'm listening to Howard Stern. I listen to a lot of Howard Stern.
0: Baba booey, Baba booey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day, all day, all day. Okay, and this is all where, day. Yeah, all this, day. I, yeah. I, I was just listening to it before. How are you? <laughs> uh, one, one four three, one four three. Um, um, question for this is one of our newer ones, we've only asked it a couple last couple episodes. But what are your thoughts on kind of? these you know design contests where you know different folks you know use i don't know i'll just leave it that what are your thoughts on design contests where it seems at times it could be explo- exploitative you know exploitative i guess is the best way but you know I, I don't know we've we've gotten mixed reactions on them the idea is like hey can we can you design something for us and you might win this contest which is like you know a $25 gift card or something like really kind of like shitty gift but they you know what are your thoughts because you're a teacher you're out there I'm kind of curious what your vibe is on it
1: yeah I don't I'm, I'm, I'm always skeptical of anything that's a contest Um, anything especially where like you have to enter something or there's some sort of you know fee or anything I, I'm always very skeptical And, you know, I I don't know. I I think if you're going to do work for someone and it's going to be on some sort of, you know, goods or something where uh, someone stands to make money off of it, then it needs to just be done in sort of a straightforward agreement. And there needs to be um, some sort of agreement between the person creating the goods and and the artist doing the work for them. Just because I've seen... I've seen so many artists get really screwed out of um, money for creating really incredible stuff. Um, I've just, I've seen a lot of people not get paid for things that they should definitely be getting paid for. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's something, I I don't know. I I think if, I think sometimes for like younger kids that maybe like high school kids, I think like sometimes contests are, are good. Um, because it, it you know a lot of times at that age you don't really know how to market yourself or how to you know and you're just in high school you're just if you can enter a contest and, and get a little bit of publicity for your work and win a couple bucks that's cool i think if you are someone who's trying to make it as a professional artist i would just say maybe steer clear of contests just because you might be selling yourself short Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Now, as a, as a segue to that, you know, somebody starting their career, I mean, you're shaping all these, you know, all these kids and, you know, at different stages and, you know, what kind of, what kind of advice do you give your kids about, you know, those, you know, you, you probably have a few standouts every year or every other year that really kind of yeah, impress sure. you. Like, what is your, what is your advice to them? Like, you know, how do you kind of, uh, steer them, you know, to, to follow their, follow their dreams?
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know that I'm the best person. To advise. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm 38 and I feel like I'm just finally coming into my own and just kind of figuring things out for myself. Um, I will say that, um, you know, we You're are You're kind of living here. in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, am uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just kind of, I'm, I'm winging it. You fake it till you make it right. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Um, But we're kind of fortunate. We're we're living in a time where there's actually um, there's a lot of art jobs out there, and things are much different now than they were, you know, a few years back with with computers and and graphic design, graphics and animation um, being so prevalent everywhere. I mean, you see it in commercials and TV and, and you know all the website stuff going on right now. Um, You know the United States our number one export is it's entertainment. I mean that's what we do. We're not uh, we're not this you know great place of industry anymore. We you know things are made cheaper in other places and and uh, what we do is we make entertainment. We make movies. We make music. Um, and 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 it's big business. TV is big business, and there's a lot of it happening, especially with Netflix and Hulu and all these streaming services right now. There's so much um, there's so much art happening right now in our country. Um, and and a lot of these things require special effects and they require you know, all the graphics and everything. Um, and with the internet being what it is and websites and and so much stuff happening. Um, Digitally everywhere right now. Art is, it's actually a growing field. Um, So, you know, there's definitely the opportunity for kids to go out and make a living doing art. You know, maybe it's not sitting there, you know, drawing pictures, but it's, it's, you know, maybe through things like animation and graphic design and that sort of stuff, which all takes that artistic eye. And then, you know, if you can get into something like that, then it's, you know, probably along the same lines of what I'm doing, where you work your day job and at least your day job has some sort of elements of creativity and where you get to, you know, use your artistic abilities. But then you can go off and, and do your own stuff as well. So, you know, for me, like I said, it made sense for me to be a teacher because I like to know where my pay t- my paycheck is coming from so if you're one of those people that likes a steady income and likes a steady job and it makes sense to go into one of those fields if you're an artistic person because you're still getting to create you're still getting to flex your you know creative muscles um, but you still have those options to go off and, and kind of create your own thing so usually if those kids that are you know kind of into art but they don't really know what they want to do with it then Then I usually suggest going that route. Maybe doing something graphic design. Maybe doing something animation based, um, because there are definitely jobs out there for sure. Um, So you know, I mean, unless someone has like something that they're really into and they really want to get into a a field of, you know, some sort of specialized something or other, um, I think the best the best way to kind of approach it is to find some sort of day job where you can be creative. Um, Because you can always go off and do your own thing, you know. As long as you have, um, you know, if you have a roof over your head and food on your table, then you can always find time to be creative. And and those jobs like graphic design or teaching or any of those things, I think it's just it's just sort of a smart way to play it.
0: Well said, my friend. Well, Benny, that's that's a wrap, buddy. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm glad we finally made that happen. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to. You know, just wanted to you know, like I said, uh, I admire your work. I, I appreciate your hustle. You know, the fact you're a teacher, I have nothing but the uh, utmost respect and appreciation for you. And just excited to kind of see what the you know the next chapter is with uh, you know Benny Miller Art. Remember, folks, BennyMillerArt.com, BennyMillerArt com, Benny Miller Art on Etsy and Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're excited for Robot B and Brew. Send the man some beers and uh, siphon off a couple <laughs> for me. Siphon off a couple for me on the next batch. But um, yeah. Just wanted to... Right on. Uh, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your summer, man. Look forward to, you know, keep in touch. And if we can help in any way, you know, don't hesitate.
1: Uh, good looks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Cool, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And I said, you're, you're part of the crew now. So if you need anything, just let me know.
1: Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. be part of the crew.
0: Yeah, man. Have a good night, Benny. Thanks so much, bud. <laughs> yeah, you too. Later. Thanks, dude. Peace, And there you have it, folks. The Essential Summer Kickoff. School is out. Cue up the Alice Cooper. Benny Miller. BennyMillerArt.com. Shoebrew. S-H-U-B-R-E-W.com. Tell them AJ and Benny sent you. We're trying to get some free beer out of it. Don't tell them. We're being subtle. But... You've been listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, episode 115, 115 thank yous. We appreciate everyone who's been supporting us. We're coming to a wrap. This is almost the end of season 10. Season 11 is going to be awesome. We're finalizing the video as we speak. That should be live in a couple days, and it's going to be great. And I think I think we have six to eight of season 12 already locked down. So I am blessed. I am meeting wonderful people all around this great world and I look forward to meeting you and you and you remember 16ozcanvas.com is the website and wherever you're checking us out via your streaming whether you're on Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes I don't even know what's going to happen with iTunes maybe this is going to like just be absorbed by the podcast app I don't know I don't know what Tim Cook said I stopped listening to those announcement things but if you could leave us a review click on a lot of stars You know, tell a friend share it like it we don't really ask much and uh, we're just trying to really just, you know, be a good pairing for your summer. A lot of folks on the road, road trips, visiting friends as a family, going to shore, going to the beach. We are taking the kids this weekend to their first music festival. Well, first, like overnight where they're camping. They used to go to the Gathering of the Vibes. All right, people, we're going to Mountain Jam, where we're going to see Joe Russo's Almost Dead, Willie Nelson, Phil Lesh and Friends, The Revivalists, The Avid Brothers, uh, Warren Haynes and Governor Mule. I believe Allison Krauss is playing. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, Dispatch is playing. Toots and the Maytall. And there's a few other ones that we're really, 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 really excited to see. Um, but I'm just excited. You know. Love going to those things. It allows you to get your inner, you know, inner freak out there and just kind of you know, being around some hippie folks. I cannot hula hoop, but if I could, that would be the visual you'd see me hula hooping. Woo, Yeah some glow sticks, and just kind of, um, you know, see where it takes us. So it's going to be cool. It's at the original site of Woodstock. So as they say, peace and love, peace and love. Until next week, we thank you. Enjoy this beautiful weather. You're all beautiful people. Until next time, you're listening to The 16-Ounce Canvas, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast, The Art of Craft Beer Project. You got it.